Hello, everybody, and welcome to the JB and I show. I'm your host, Isaac Middleton. What's up, y'all? How you doing? <laughs> Today, I have a special guest for you guys. We're going to be talking about WandaVision and, and a couple of other shows as well. Uh, her name is Shanta. I'm going to pass the ball over to her so she can tell you about herself, and then we're going to get into the content of today of today's show. Welcome to the JB and I show, Shanta. How you doing? Thank you so much for having me. Yes, my name is Shanta. Um, I was based in New York City pre-pandemic. Right now, I'm I'm quarantining with my family in the suburbs of Maryland. Um, uh, so I'm an actor. I've I mostly work on screen and in voice acting, and I'm also um, a writer and a comedian. And yeah, happy to be here. Excellent, excellent. Well, thank you for being here. I'm happy to have you here. It's, it's an honor and a pleasure to have you here on JB and I show. All right, well, let's get into the content of day of today of today's show. Uh, we're going to talk about WandaVision. Uh, you know, uh, tell me your thoughts about it. What do you think about it? You know, uh, from what you've seen so far? Um, I, well, I thought it was really creative. Um, I think no one would ever look at this and be like, oh, this is like this is from that superhero world, right? You know, it's like a, a very kind of old-fashioned, old-school um, thing. And it's kind of interesting. I actually recently watched the first couple episodes of the Mary Tyler Moore show, and I remember loving I Love Lucy and Bewitched and I Dream of Jeannie when I grew up um, as a kid. So it was it's like a nice callback to that. Um, but like I was saying earlier, I don't... I don't know too much about Scarlet Witch and Vision and everything, so I wonder if I had more knowledge about them. If because you know, I think the whole thing of Wanda Vision is it's we're thinking it's her visions that we're seeing, and and I don't really recall why we would be doing that, like what situation she's in, and even like a, a complete grasp on her powers, because I know she's very powerful, but I'm not even sure like what her specific abilities are. Um, but, but it's cool because I just finished the second episode. I don't know if this is a spoiler, but you know, you start to see some colors, which I think is cool. Because I wasn't sure if the whole thing was going to be in black and white. Um, so it makes, it's like intriguing in, in that I wonder if they're going to like play with the different decades and styles in, in later episodes. Because even the second episode, it seemed like the shots and the style were slightly different than the first one. Absolutely. Um, yeah so you know it's interesting like i my friend <laughs> logged in to disney plus a few months ago um so i'm like still logged in but it's interesting to see all of the the new content that they're putting out because at first i thought it was mostly just like kids movies from the canon and everything so i think there's like a bunch of new content that's going to be coming absolutely absolutely yes uh you're absolutely right. Disney has gone full throttle in putting out content. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely. And, you know, and, and uh, as far as, you know, Wanda Maximoff, the Scarlet Witch, you know, uh, as far as, you know, in the MCU, her powers are related to the Soul Stone, uh, which I thought was interesting because in the comic book is chaos magic. But either way, she's extremely powerful. So yeah. See, She's uh, really dynamic. And there's a lot of conspiracy theories that I was reading. Uh, one of the conspiracy theory, uh, theory is uh, Mephisto, which is the 
MCU version of the devil. <laughs> and uh, he they, they're saying that he's manipulating her so that he can get a foothold in the MCU uh, uh, that she is. And so they think that she kind of, uh, for lack of a better word, made a deal with the devil, as it were. <laughs> to bring yeah, I bet people have all these theories. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And uh, I thought it was interesting, you know, so it was, it was worth mentioning. I thought it was funny, you know, because they do have some um, Easter eggs in there, like the, the one thing that showed like the 666 thing and then had mm -hmm. um, uh, Agatha Hartness. Uh, she mentioned her husband um, and you never see him, <laughs> you know, and, and so they the, the name she used is familiar with the comic book name that Mephisto uses in the comic book. And so that is something that aligns there. And so that's why they get all these different conspiracy uh, uh, theory uh, ideas <laughs> that comes in the yeah. book, you know. Um, I, I thought it was interesting that they were using a lot of the uh, for lack of a better word, 60s type shows that they themed it off of, like Bewitch and uh, Brady Bunch and, you know, mm -hmm. Dick Van Dyke show and all of these other, you know, uh, yesteryear shows. You know, I, it's kind of like a salute, if you would, in, in a sense, you know, because they're, they're showing it up, but they're doing it in a Disney or MCU <laughs> Uh, Marvel fashion, you know, because it's, it's, you know she's still the Scarlet Witch. Mm -hmm. um, one of the things that I noticed in the episode, though, is Vision is, I mean, he knows who he is and he knows that he's an Avenger, but I don't think he knows the state of what happened. And in Endgame, he died. Technically, he died twice. And, and now he's alive again. And um, I don't know. I don't think that he knows that, you know, um, that's my opinion, obviously. <laughs> so is he literally a vision like in her mind then? And he's not actually alive anymore? Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's kind of like that. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And so like, I think that she, you know, when she created the this alternate reality, or this alternate universe however they decide the mcu decide to play it i think that she recreated him you know because he's complete with the mind stone and everyone who watched endgame knows that the mind stone was took you know got taken by thanos thanos had it and then once the avengers got it back they you know separated again and to safekeeping and all that yada yada stuff you know <laughs> so I, so I don't know. Um, but one of the things I did notice, and this was more of a more recent episode um, where uh, Monica Lambeau's uh, character got pushed out of her reality, but she retained her 70s clothes. So that would foreshadow because she has kids in the in, in, uh, in that, you know, bubble. She has children. And so what I'm thinking they're setting up, and this is my opinion, you get, let me know what you think. What I'm thinking they're setting up is that they're gonna bring the, the twins out of that little bubble into the MCU so that they can have them there. You know what I mean? Does that, is that well, something? Then, then, so then they'd actually be real then, they wouldn't just be in her mind? Yes, 
yes absolutely i think that yeah that that would make them real and and the reason why i think that is because when she went into this um to infiltrate the uh the bubble if you would she had on her agents of sword you know clothes on you know and then when she exited she had on the you know the 70s clothes so she didn't have her normal agents of sword you know clothes on you know so i was like okay that's is that from the third episode? That's from the third episode. Okay, yeah, I've just seen the first two. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. <laughs> so, uh, based off of what you've seen so far, um, what do you think about it? You know, what's your opinion on it? I I enjoyed it. I think um, I'm I'm curious to see more of the the underpinnings of what's actually happening because, like, on the surface, it's like a cute throwback to the. Um, like old-fashioned shows which is nice but not particularly interesting obviously because we've kind of evolved in the kind of um shows that are on the air right now mm -hmm. um i mean it's nice to see i mean the actress kind of fitting in that world well like i think the performances are nice in that way but i'm i'm more intrigued by uh what's really going on and like how they're going to like twist it and carry on from here um but yeah, like, I don't know. I always feel like these universes are so big and I get overwhelmed, especially because I, I never really read comics growing up. Um, so I like wish I was more of a nerd about it and, you know, I could nerd out over it more, you know? I understand. I understand totally. Well, I'm a total nerd. I, <laughs> yeah. I, I've had like several comic books. But yeah, it, it's it's a lot of different Easter eggs for those of us who are comic book nerds, like the House of M wine, you know, and and all of that stuff. You know, it, it's just several different things. Like, cause like um, in a comic book, uh, Vision gets his power from Captain, uh, um, was it Wonder Man from Wonder Man, and uh, but they changed that in the MCU, you know, and but they still have wonder man easter eggs in the episode so yeah. if you read the comic books you'll be like oh okay that's wonder man that's a, you know mm -hmm. so i don't know if they're going to actually bring in a real wonder man into the mcu but you know adaptations are, is not unusual for marvel you know yeah. <laughs> the mcu they do they always had several different adaptations and changes and such like that so that's normal mm -hmm. it's just interesting to see like them doing different things from the comic book and different storylines even though they may uh, adapt it <laughs> to fit them or their narrative or whatever they decide to do in that regard is it's really interesting to um see them at least you know acknowledging that if that makes any sense yeah i mean as an actor, one of my goals is to one day play a superhero. So it's like, maybe I should like actually start reading the comics and being more well-versed in the whole world of it, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I understand, I understand, absolutely. Yeah. Well, you know, hey, hey a lot of uh, actors from what I've read anyway, don't necessarily uh, really do uh, specific research into the character until they get the part. Then they're like, let me look this up. Let me look. <laughs> Let me see what this dude do. Okay, let, let me. But you do have some uh, actors that love comic books in general, so they already know about certain characters, and others they look it up as as it goes along. You know, so you know, hey, you good? <laughs> Absolutely. 
So uh, what do you want to see in the future, either from Disney or in movies in general, uh, any shows are, uh, that you like, you know, would like to see in the future, you know? Um, I mean, I was I was pleasantly surprised by the um, the news from Disney Plus about all the shows that are upcoming. Mm -hmm. I thought that um, there was a nice kind of diverse selection of stories. Um, I, 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 like I, there's one about um, like an African girl or something, right? And then they're doing a, a a couple of I don't know if it's like Moana, but a couple of them they're making them into series. Um, which I think is nice. Like I think um, <clears throat> with live action and animation, there's still like I just think about there's so many amazing like myths and folklore in the world. Um, and rather than just kind of seeing the same stories um, over and over again, like and going from animation to live action, like I think there's so there's so many incredible stories out there um, that have yet to be told. Um, like, I'm sure if I talked to my mom, she could tell me, like, and not even to do with, like, Hinduism um, folklore, but, like, I'm sure there's all these, like, really old stories that would be really interesting to see on screen. So, um, so yeah, like, I'm always a big proponent of, um, I know, like, diversity is such a, like, general word, but um, I don't just mean diversity of, like, the cast, but of, of the stories and, um, and the worlds that we're seeing um so that's always a big thing for me and i started writing my own work and and it's interesting to get to like really consciously think about okay who is each character going to be i don't want to kind of just perpetuate the status quo i want to like really think about interesting and somewhat different characters to fill out this world um so that's like that's super important to me well and then obviously it still has to be entertaining and engaging and I think that's totally reasonable I think it it's it's not that hard to ask of that if it's something that we don't see all the time do you know what I mean yes absolutely absolutely <clears throat> yeah I I uh, I'm looking forward to seeing what direction uh Disney in general uh take you know their Disney plus service uh and and what stories they decide to tell what adaptations and such um, what I've noticed a lot of times they do, if they do tell the same story again, they tell it from a different perspective or they change the character, which is, which is actually good, you know, because uh, it gives a more diversity implication in that. And, and I think it's really good that they're um, giving opportunities to more women directors and such to tell their story. And it's just uh, really good. I, I've, I'm going to see. I haven't seen it yet. <laughs> I'm going to check out this new uh, movie on Amazon. Um, I think it's uh, a night in Miami, a uh, one night in Miami, or something like that. Oh yeah, I think I've heard good things about that. Mm -hmm. I want to see a uh, promising young woman as well. Oh yes. Yeah. Okay. I think I want to. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. I mean, there are some good films coming out, but I, I think the re. TV is in such a golden age right now. And the, the tricky thing about the film industry is that you have these like big, big, massive blockbusters and then these like independents and you don't really have a lot of the mid-tier budget movies anymore. Mm -hmm. Like a lot of those are now um, being made for streaming services like Netflix and stuff or being limited series like The Queen's Gambit or something. Um, but that's like 
that's like the downside I think of the the movie industry right now is that there is that disparity of what we're seeing and I think production companies feel like they need to make these really successful um blockbusters part of this franchise to be able to pay for maybe like smaller artsier projects mm. um so I feel like especially for a lot of actors like the focus now is mostly on tv um I feel like trying to write a feature script and getting that produced like 99% plus of of independent features that you write will never be produced you know it's it's really hard or actually it's though you'll never make money back from it um you'll never you know so it's kind of bleak uh but i also think that there's so many platforms today and so many creatives so it's a great time to be making stuff but it's it's really interesting to see the industry changing you know and adapting and even to covid like i just joined clubhouse yesterday and i'm just like having whiplash from all this uh all this new stuff happening <laughs> yeah absolutely i understand absolutely <laughs> yeah there is definitely way more platforms today to get your story out there than it was before and then there's a lot of more uh accommodating uh film festivals that are more inclusive now than the ones they were than you know than they used to be uh in the past and um one of the one of my favorites is uh holly shorts <laughs> hollywood short film festival mm-hmm. um and they actually got get their uh festival uh, uh films on uh I can't remember the platform off the top of my head, but they get their film out there so people can see it and such like that, you know, and, and yeah. it really gives the opportunity to the directors, the writers and the, and the cast to uh, be seen. Otherwise, you know, they wouldn't be, you know, and there's other opportunities such as a uh, film hub like that, that, you know, will get your movies out there and you can even, you know, monetize it to potentially make some earnings off of it and all of that stuff like that you know so there's there's opportunities out there even hulu still have their content um uh avenue where you can submit your stuff to them and then amazon as well yeah there's a show not show there's a movie uh eddie murphy movie actually uh coming to america 2 that's coming out in march uh on amazon you know Uh And I, I only see it on Amazon, so I don't know if it's going to be like a, <laughs> a big release. Yeah, probably like an exclusive mm-hmm. deal. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, there's there's definitely uh, ways to get it out there. But yeah, I totally, totally get it. It's, it's definitely something you got to be, uh, what's the word, uh, diligent, uh, yeah. Uh, enduring. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, that's the nice way of saying going through the grinder. <laughs> but, you know, um, but yes, yeah, definitely, definitely possible. Uh, and um, so I think that it, it would be uh, really good to, uh, you know, uh, see some of your work out there, you know, one day, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah. And now, and now with social media, like, there's TikTok and people are making like interesting things in 60 seconds and you know Instagram and all this other stuff so um it's 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 still media but in slightly different formats you know so it's interesting to see that like I remember when Vine was out 
And that was so fascinating to see like these hilarious things that were only like six, seven seconds long. Um, and, but a lot of them like moved on to have TV and film careers. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. So I think there's all these different avenues and they're continuing to evolve. Um, but what's nice with the creation of YouTube and everything is it's not so top down anymore. Now everyone can own a camera, everyone can film something. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of like oversaturation, <laughs> but if, if, you know, yeah, if you're diligent enough and if you stick with it and if you're lucky um, and you keep with it, you know, sometimes things can happen for you. So that's what's nice about it is for me, I could never just sit at a desk nine to five for the rest of my life in one job. It just seems so monotonous. And as hard as this career is, it's really exciting because anything really can happen, you know, and that's it's really exciting to, to see the next steps I'm going to take and and what might happen. So so that's that's like the upside of it, you know. Yeah, absolutely. I totally agree. I totally agree. Uh, you know, yeah, you mentioned TikTok and, and there's a lot of uh, Mike Kim, Comedy Mike. He uh, was on the show a little while back and he I call him the TikTok superstar because <laughs> he get like items and stuff from TikTok and all that. Uh, so he's doing really well on TikToks. But yeah, you're absolutely right. But, uh, you know, to continue on from there, there's also YouTube. I've watched uh, several performers on YouTube that literally created their entire business doing hilarious skits. You know, some of the skits are only like 10, 15 minutes long, but it goes like, you know, and it's just funny. It's hilarious, you know. And then uh, to continue from there is Instagram. That's where I've seen actually some of your stuff on Instagram, which was totally funny. It's hilarious. I was like, nice, that's cool. And so, uh, you know, that was the one of the first ideas when I was uh, watching some of your skits was like, yo, I wonder if I could get her on the show on a JB and I show, this would be great, you know? So definitely, you, you're absolutely right. Even though there is a, a large degree uh, of saturation out there, but the, because there's so many different platforms out there you never know where you're going to be able to uh for lack of a better word make your mark you know what i mean and you grow so fast like i've seen uh people on facebook and facebook is a little bit harder to monetize uh than youtube and i've seen people grow uh immensely <laughs> on facebook and they're like putting out skits like every other day you know and i'm like wow okay i don't know how they do that that must be a full-time job because i can barely eat i was doing one video a week and now i can only do one a month because mm -hmm. it takes time and energy and um i don't know how people are posting like on tiktok four or five videos a day like do you do you earn income like elsewhere <laughs> like i i don't know i guess i'm admiring of it but i i just i have too many interests i i spread myself too thin you know absolutely i understand i totally get it uh i pretty much focus my efforts on podcasting with such as the jb and i show and uh youtube so i'm i'm pretty much scaled myself down to just <laughs> two two avenues at the moment you know uh but i um talked with uh mike kim when he was on the show and and the, yeah that's pretty much all he does but he i couldn't go into a lot of details on the air as it were but he was you know mentioning some of the stuff that he was able to do in the processes thereof so the long short of the answer would be yes <laughs> so 
but yeah, there's always avenues. There's you know sponsorship uh, uh, possibilities um, and and such like that. And even uh, I almost forgot to mention, which was Twitch, Twitch.tv. They have millionaires on their platform. They have yeah. people that you know do uh, skits, podcasts. I mean, music. Uh, you name it. It's like wow. Okay, and. And they have different uh, monetization procedures, I guess you would call it, off of Twitch where they can earn money and they even have like a advertising thing now. So if you get to be a Twitch affiliate, you can make money. You don't need to be a Twitch affiliate to make money, but that's just, you know, yeah. another avenue. I know. I first heard of Twitch because my friend was doing this speed video game contest. Mm -hmm. you know? So that's what I associated it with. And then apparently, like, there's this whole world on there. Oh, yeah. Well, they started off. <laughs> yeah, they started off as uh, mainly a um, video game platform. That's yeah. really how they started before they got purchased or bought out by Amazon. They started was doing just video games. Once they got bought out by Amazon, there were a lot of questions raised as far as what, where they're gonna go, you know, where from there, you know, type of thing. And I think they done quite well, you know. Um, the TwitchCon became at, um, as big as San Diego Comic-Con. I'm on the West Coast. <laughs> and <clears throat> San Diego Comic-Con is huge. I mean, if you don't buy your ticket a year in advance, <laughs> <laughs> you're not gonna get a ticket you know that type of thing and and twitchcom was rivaling them you know in a sense and they purposely wouldn't have it in the same month but i mean still they would have the same you know draw you know and then you have all of these big uh twitch people from the platform that will literally show up at twitchcon and have their booth and all this other stuff and it was like a superstar. It's like being a A-lister, you know, <laughs> but for Twitch, you know, type of a thing. Uh, so that that opportunity was there and, and they're improving opportunities on that platform because that was one of the complaints is uh, growth, you know, the inability to grow and, and yeah. be sustainable as a full time type of a thing. But I know a lot of people that are doing uh, full time on Twitch that are making uh, decent amount of money for lack of a better word because <laughs> I can't go into details but yeah. uh, you know that are making a decent amount of money uh, but they're and they are considered mid mid card or mid level you know they're not even like considered the top tier and I'm like wow okay you know mm -hmm. <laughs> you know and and to be quite honest even I looked into twitch a little bit you know I was like hmm <laughs> But, you know, but, you know, and I say all that to say that there are avenues out there just finding out uh, where you want to go, what avenue fits you and and what you feel that you can go uh, from where you're at to wherever you want to be, if that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know I was posting on Instagram, but it's like it's pretty hard to, to grow on there now. I think the mm -hmm. algorithm makes it pretty tricky because you have to be posting a lot you have to be making reels and 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 i didn't have the time to devote to that and and even on tiktok and stuff i think tiktok is like one of the easiest places to grow mm -hmm. but you you still have to like create content a lot mm -hmm. and for me i have too many other interests that i also want to put my energy into mm -hmm. so i think for now what i'm just doing is if i have a funny idea 
that I want to see through, I'll film it and put it up there more just to like stay creative. Mm -hmm. But I think right now I'm mostly just trying to earn income in slightly more traditional ways. Mm -hmm. um, hopefully not as traditional as like waiting tables, which is what <laughs> I was doing before the pandemic. I'm hoping that I can like, I just got my commercial voiceover demo. So I'd love to like do some of that work and like eventually animation and video game voicing. Um, which is still very fun, mm -hmm. um, but like not maybe being a sponsored person on Instagram, you know, selling yeah. leggings or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I understand. Absolutely. Well, you know, uh, that's, that's the uh, video game uh, industry as a whole has grown from the players to the production to the uh, voiceover actors it is growing a lot because it um what was that show naruto Nor naruto shibuden completed its series through the video game <laughs> you know what i'm saying so like when you watch the last episode uh, of the anime it's not the last episode of the anime it actually continues in the video game and finishes in the video game and that's when boruto picks up where the uh, video game finishes, you know what I'm saying? And so like, I thought that was really interesting. And they, they brought in like, uh, character actors, they brought in, you know, voiceover actors, they, they did this whole uh, plethora of thing. And, and because I am on Twitch, I got this email uh, from them saying that, hey, play our video game, talk about our video game, blah, 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 type of a thing. And I looked into it and I'm like, wow, they got this entire like, movie budget type thing you know what i'm saying that they're doing so yeah it's definitely uh there but you said the uh key word is uh consistency uh yeah. that's one of the things that they do talk about on every platform even youtube is consistency <clears throat> and they will say of uh, what they expect and that's that's i i call it the hidden key word of what they you know what you're going to promote you know what i mean they're like well we expect you to perform and promote uh once uh a week and if you don't do it then they're not going to promote you now they're not going to say that they're not going to promote you but that's usually how it goes because uh i was actually only uh putting out uh content once a month and um in the youtube newsletter they were talking about growing your channel and stuff like that and that was one of the things that they mentioned yeah and it was uh nonchalantly mentioned <laughs> but it, it was a full-time job like it's kind of cool the benefits but it is work oh yes definitely uh you have to write the script you have to you know set the stage i mean the whole entire thing you're doing yourself until you get the, the, the funds to hire people to help you. But, you know, you're you're doing it all yourself, you know, and and, and so uh, doing that on a daily basis, you, yeah, it becomes a full time job. So <laughs> other uh, adventures will be limited. <laughs> mm. And the same thing with Twitch. And that was one of the things that they were saying they put it in the form of hours. They was like, well, we expect, you know, at least nine hours a week, blah, blah, blah. If you want to be affiliated, you know, type of thing. Mm -hmm. And it's a literal checklist and outline that they will show. And if you uh, <laughs> don't know that, you know, 
as I keep saying, they don't tell you that this is what they're going to do. But yeah, if you don't do it, you will never make affiliate, you know. And the same thing with partnership and and Instagram. Um, I don't know the consistency with Instagram because I'm not consistent on Instagram at all. I post like sporadically. (laughs) I just read that the algorithm is challenging. It's like they want you to post theoretically like four reels a week one igtv like one or two normal posts and then three stories a day it's a it's a lot and it's like people have lives (laughs) (laughs) absolutely that is a lot that is a lot yeah Uh, i tried getting on tiktok for like one second and i did not I was like, no. <laughs> I I would get so frustrated because I would put my video on there and it would just like totally flounder. It's only until last week um, when I this one video I got like seventy five thousand views, but all my other stuff has like two hundred. Um, so I think that's the thing is like, if one of them takes off, then you can start to grow, and it's just the numbers game. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm just not putting out content you know, enough to do that. Um, but it is interesting because the things that they say, like jump on trends, like be relevant. It's like, when I listen to that, I'm like, ugh, that's so annoying. Mm-hmm. But the video I did was um, right after the riots in DC. And so I knew that I did have to film it that day or it wasn't really going to be as relevant a week later. And it did do well because like it was commenting on something that just happened that people hadn't really seen in a sketch comedy video yet. So, I mean, it makes sense that even if I have like quirky ideas that are kind of just coming to me randomly throughout the day, yes, I should make them because it makes me happy and I want to make people laugh. But if I really want to like expand um, my like my following and stuff, I have to also look outwardly at the things people are talking about and, and observing. So I think it's like a balance, you know? Yes, absolutely. I totally agree. Uh... Yeah, that's one of the things that even YouTube will mention is uh, staying with the trend and, and and what's going on and such like that. And 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 like I like talking about pretty much any TV shows, any movies, you know, video games and such. I I, I just enjoy it all together. The pop culture of it all, I do. But to continue to bring the views in and people listening and such like that. I got to talk about some of the latest stuff and then I mix that with some other stuff as well. And so like, I'm like, you know, like WandaVision, like we'll talk about WandaVision, but then I might even talk about like uh, the Hulk, you know, whatever, you know what I'm saying? Will the Hulk get another movie? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know? But, uh, but, you know, but that's just so that, you know, it can stay relevant and continue to have people watching and stuff like that, you know, and, and I think uh, you're totally right in that. Um, so, and, uh, you know, bringing everything to a close uh, type of thing. So in conclusion, where do you see yourself going like from here and, and uh, what do you think uh, you, you're gonna do in the future uh, as far as uh, career wise or, 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 you know, platform TikTok, youtube Facebook. yeah <laughs> well it do, it'll depend on the the state of the world because i was pondering a move to la but i know la is a total disaster right now so if it were to happen like when when is normal society going to resume whenever that happens maybe then um 
because I, I don't know, like I, I'm such an East Coaster and I love the East Coast, but my goals now are, I would like to like, I would like to write maybe for a TV show um, and get more into voiceover and animation. And I mean, ideally I would love to be a series regular on a, a TV show. Um, so all of my work is kind of with that goal in mind. Um, and then also like creating my own work. Like I think being a showrunner is a really stressful, overwhelming job. And I think you don't have a life, but I think it's so rewarding in the fact that you get to create this world and you get to employ maybe more marginalized people that don't always get opportunities and um, tell stories that are personal, but also like universal. And um, so that would be like maybe a, a big, like big idealistic um, goal one day is to be a showrunner or something. Um, but yeah, like content wise, I don't, I don't know. Cause I first started making videos right when the pandemic hit, when I like was adjusting to unemployment and I had to like do something to go like keep from going insane. Um, and I started creating a schedule and routine for myself a few months in, I would be taking classes and, and that stuff. Um, so I was writing and that was taking my energy. Um, but I, there is something really gratifying about making a video and just like making people laugh. And then also like the video I just made that did pretty well was like kind of a commentary on, it was like a, a satire on, on, on race and stuff. And so it's kind of cool to be able to like insert a little bit of comedy, I mean commentary, but in a funny way. Um, so you're not like beating a message over the, you know, over people's heads. Um, so I think, as tiring as like creating content can be, I'm always happy when I do it. So I'm gonna try to at least maintain making like a video a month. I know that's not really gonna build anything for me, but at least it'll keep my like creative muscles working. Um, and like it, it ends up connecting me to people. Like if I, if I didn't try to grow on Instagram, like I wouldn't have met you and all these people. And I think that's really gratifying too, is I feel like we're all stuck at home, but we can actually still be growing our networks and communities virtually. So that's been really rewarding too. So, you know, just keeping, I'm just going to keep hustling, keep being myself and working hard, but also trying to like have a life. Cause that's you know, <laughs> a struggle for me, like to focus on my personal life. Like, what is that? You know, <laughs> I understand. I understand. Workaholic, workaholic. <laughs> So you have any uh, uh, platforms, anything that you want to put out so that people could either follow you or check out or anything like that? Do you have anything that you would like to uh, share? In that yeah, way? my uh, username is the same on TikTok, Instagram and Twitter. It's um, at Shala Lashanta. So it's just S-H-A-L-A-L-A-S-H-A-N-T-A because my friend used to sing that Little Mermaid song to me. Uh, kiss the girl as uh, with my name so uh, yeah so I'm, I'm probably the most active on Twitter now because I just like to like tweet out really stupid random thoughts that my brain produces throughout the day um, but yeah I'm like I said I'm unemployed so I'm around <laughs> I understand I understand uh, you know unfortunately there's a lot of us in that uh, pool right now you know so <laughs> it's all good you know <laughs> 
But, you know, I just want to say thank you so much for being on the show today. It's an honor and pleasure to have you here. You know, uh, hopefully we can do this again in the future as well. Um, you know, I, I'll definitely keep you posted on anything uh, that, you know, might come my way that might be a good fit for you and such like that. All right. Uh, I'm actually here in L.A., so I totally oh, understand. Yeah, we're... Yeah. we're <laughs> we're the epicenter of the pandemic at the moment. <laughs> yeah. But also the film and TV hub, so, you know. Yeah, that's true, too. That's true, too. Uh, and a lot of productions have uh, temporarily shut down because of the, the pandemic and such like that. Or they're working in an extremely limited capacity as well. So there's that. <laughs> Make it better. Mm -hmm, absolutely. So thank you again. Thank you so much for being here on the JB and I show. And uh, yeah, until next time. Thanks so much, Isaac.